Hi, I'm Matt Quinn. Thanks for joining us again for Decision Point from Ivy Publishing at the Ivy Business School. Today, I'm thrilled to be talking with Frank Lee, an Associate Professor of Finance at Ivy. In our conversation, Professor Lee walks us through his case, Five Fortune, one of many Chinese restaurants, to highlight just how crucial it is that we bring in real-world scenarios and narratives into the classroom, especially for a finance case. He explains how diverse protagonists, added cultural context, and multimedia have been key to crafting a top-notch classroom experience. Enjoy! Frank, thank you so much for joining us today and taking the time to, to chat about the case and your experience as an author. So let's dive right into the case. Could you briefly take us through the dilemma of the protagonist, Wanbei Li, and the, the, you know, the different issues that this person is facing? Sure. First, uh, thank you for inviting me. Um, for this case, uh, the dilemma for Wanbei is a classic capital structure decision, whether to raise debt or equity, so in this sense, it's a typical finance case. I teach finance, by the way, <laughs> with tons of uh, code numbers and very technical analysis, like a financial statement analysis, racial analysis, scenario sensitivity analysis, etc. But I put everything in a unique emotional setting we can talk about later. So yeah, so let's, let's go there right now. So the protagonist, Lee, is somewhat of a serial entrepreneur, right? Yes. Uh, one bait. Uh, she was a first-generation immigrant from China, a remote country with a very different, totally different culture. She's female. She's uh, quite disadvantaged in terms of language skills, uh, social network experience, and the local support, etc. On the other hand, she's an idealist. She wants to realize her dream in Canada to build this unique restaurant which has a style of her hometown in China. And I, I love the fact that there's so much nuance in this case, and there are a lot of different challenges and hurdles and situations that the protagonist has to face. And I think that really must really resonate with your students, um, that, that context of leaving home to start a new life, whether it be a new life in a new country or community. How have their students responded to the case? Because I know you teach this, as you mentioned, in, in a couple of different programs at Ivy. Yeah. Uh, so almost, so basically almost all of us are immigrants, right? Many may not be the first generation, but our parents or forefathers, they faced the same situation that the one pay faced, carrying the same characteristics, like hardworking, smart and tough, willing to take a risk. But on the other hand, they are, they, they are scared, fragile and sensitive. So I, I always ask my students to put yourself into one base shoes and to, to understand the difficulty their family or forefathers face. Usually after every time I taught, several students will found me and told me their family story, sometimes with tears, right? So I hope to write a story that can relate not only to the writer. Of course, you can tell from my accent, I'm first generation immigrant from China and also relate to the students so they can so we can write with passion students can learn with passion 
I, I just love that sentiment. It's something that's come through in a couple of the conversations in our podcast as we've been recording. I want to dive a little bit deeper into the student experience. And you've expressed uh, at many times, and you've been a great partner for us at publishing, uh, the importance of ensuring that your students feel represented in the cases that you choose to cover in the classroom. So why do you think it's uh, important for those teaching cases to uh, that might be topically distant from EDI issues? Why is that important to you? What what is your ultimate goal for these students? Uh, and you know how are you doing that? And how are you activating that? And how are you making sure that a diverse set of protagonists uh, are hitting the the desk of the student? That's uh, super important. Essentially, business is social science, right? We study business cases to solve social problems, to make it a better world, right? So in a, in, 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 of course, in a narrow sense, we, we want to put theory and the learning points in a specific social setting to provide more in, insights to students. But in a broader sense, it is philosophy, right? The degree I have is PhD, which is Doctor of Philosophy. And the highest business degree is PhD. So our cases should promote thinking of a big picture, a compassionate feeling of all mankind in this sense. And so for when you're thinking about writing a case and you're in the midst of writing cases, what advice do you have to offer for other case writers to get themselves in the mindset of thinking beyond the theory uh, or the textbook? What has helped you as you've written this case and others? Mm -hmm. we, we were trained as an economist using economic, we call it agent, emotionless agent. But using case, we have the advantage to put personality, put some uniqueness about the personality and the different situations in the case. So that's how EDI, so-called EDI issues, play a role in finance, especially. I, I love that you mentioned bringing that the social issue into to a finance, because we're, we're often asked, how do cases... How do you use a case in finance or accounting or these non-traditional case-based methods? I love the fact that you're weaving in the social issues with, uh, with some finance uh, side of it too, so it can be done. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how you teach this specific case. And you mentioned before that you've had students come up to you. That must be so powerful to have students coming up to you after the class with their uh, thoughts and feelings, as you mentioned, tears sometimes. How do you uh, bring this case to life in the classroom? Mm -hmm. So let me tell you this, my, my structure of teaching this case. So I cover this case in two classes. So for the first class, we do base case analysis. So with intensive quantitative analysis, of course, we need to qualitatively assess one base risk preference and the capacity. So finance is all about risk, but different people value risk differently. So we need to put this in a specific setting. And I think uh, the setting I set up is uh, a female uh, immigrant with different culture trying to take a risk. So for, for the second class, so for the first class, we do the base case analysis. For the second class, uh, I want my students to twist the base case to propose their financing plan. So I have, uh, I divide my class into three sections. One will play the role of uh, debt holders, potential debt holders. 
one will play the role of uh, potential shareholders, and one will play the role of one bank. So they will argue about this and trying to make this deal better for both parties. Mm. So after class, many interested students will would typically go to the restaurant and ask one bay about these decisions. That's the advantage to have a local and local case uh, with real character and with real decisions, right? So by the way, the case, every word, every number is real. So there is no disguise. So I hope uh, that the students can link that to their own life, own decision-making. I love that because it is real. It happened to somebody and it is undoubtedly going to happen uh, and be relevant uh, for the students. I also wanted to come back to something you mentioned of splitting the case over a couple of different classes. That's such a great idea. I think sometimes we get down into this rule that it has to only be covered in one class. There's nothing wrong with carrying a learning and shifting it slightly into other classes, which is great. Now, I want to ask you a question before we started recording today. We were talking about your experience of moving the classroom online. Uh, what have been some of the things that you've realized in the process of going online with the MSC and the, uh, the other programs? What have you learned? How have you had to shift your approach as a, as a case teacher? A lot, a lot. It's a totally <laughs> different teaching. Um, I, I use half-half. Uh, so half synchronous, half asynchronous, but I use uh, different um, testing skills. So uh, okay. technologies like online quiz, online group, team working. We have role play, right? So I ask mm. for student presentations as groups, right? One group will present the proposal for debt holders. The other will propose uh, as uh, shareholders, the audience will play the role of one bay to to judge, right? To negotiate. So I think it works well. Uh, at least that all, all the all the tools I want uh, are available in, on Zoom. Uh, that's really cool, and I think what I hear from that is really know the tools that are at your disposal and just shift uh, shift around and use those appropriately. Now, the last question I have for you, which is something that we're being asked a lot at Ivy Publishing, is you know, given that so many classes are online now, how should we modify the way we write a case or the way we write a teaching note? Uh, given your experience with both online, in class, and writing. You know, do you have any tips for somebody who's considering writing a case and things that they should think about with respect to an online uh, environment? How do we write appropriately for that? Of course, uh, multimedia, which mm -hmm. is super important. Because uh, when we have a, like a two-hour Zoom class, everybody is <laughs> so tired, so bored. So, for example, for Five Fortune, I find some videos about this restaurant. Right, to show in the inside, outside. It's a unique, unique restaurant with uh, a very special Chinese style decoration. So it's better to see it. I guess right now that the restaurant is not allowed to serve the, serve our students inside, but they can at least see inside and uh, see one bay. One bay can talk about uh, her decision at that time and her business. Right. Also, by the way, I hope to write a local case 
to help local business, right? I hope a Fly Fortune can survive in this pandemic. <laughs> Absolutely, there are going to be a lot of businesses and and leaders looking for cases to get to, you know, to get through some of the challenges that we're facing. And I want to come back to one thing. I think there's a theme that I'm hearing from you. And what I, I really appreciate about you is that, you know, I also heard about using video and multimedia in a finance setting, which again, we don't often hear about, we think finance is going to be, you know, like balance sheets and, and, and a lot of numbers. I love the idea that you're pushing multimedia into this area that maybe it wouldn't have been traditionally used in. So thanks for bringing that up. And we definitely would uh, encourage authors to think about that, include links in the teaching notes and suggestions for uh, how you can integrate multimedia into that. Frank, this has been an awesome conversation. And uh, for those that want to learn more about you and the work that you're doing, uh, your research, the cases that you've written, uh, do you are you on LinkedIn? Where can people find you on the Ivy website as well? Yeah, um, uh, I have an official website, a web page on Ivy. I also have a very active LinkedIn page. Almost all my students are linked to me. So I can see they after graduation and uh, actually I posted something about Five Fortune and many students uh, left very positive comments, very touching stories, uh, those kind of things. Yeah. And so I would encourage anybody that's listening to the podcast that, uh, you know, pick up the case, try it out and give us some feedback. Connect with Frank on LinkedIn, connect with us uh, through Ivy Publishing and let us know how you use the case. What kind of feedback did you get in the classroom? So thanks again, Frank, for joining us today. We, we really appreciate it. And uh, I want to thank you on behalf of the team. You've always been one to step up and offer great new ideas and suggestions. And also you're willing to partner with us in a lot of things. So thank you again. No problem. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to Decision Point on Spotify or wherever you listen. And be sure to check out the show notes for links to cases, resources, and more. Have any feedback? Send us an email at cases at iv.ca.